Hello, crazies. Happy Saturday and welcome back to Brutal, the podcast where we're brutally honest because honestly, it's brutal out there. Hi, um, today is a solo episode, so if you can't handle listening to like 30 to 40 minutes of my annoying voice, I would just quit now like while you're ahead. Um, Honestly, kind of a housekeeping episode. I feel like there are a lot of random topics that I want to cover today. So we're just going to go ahead and get right into it. Um, The headline today is about Emily Ratajkowski's husband cheating on her um, and like a lot of people are losing their shit over this because they're always like, why do these men whose wives are like so much more beautiful and like so much more successful, like why do these men always cheat on their wives? Like, um, and it's actually, I hate to say this, like to me, it's not that big of a mystery. Um, this is like a very brutal and icky topic. So kind of perfect for this podcast. Um, but when you see, and like you see this all the time, like you see, it's like Emily Ratajkowski's husband, um, like Jay-Z cheating on Beyonce, like Adele's husband cheating on her, like Sandra Bullock's gross husband cheating on her, like all that stuff. Like when you see super successful and beautiful, like the most beautiful and successful women in the world, um, and their much less successful, less attractive partner cheats on them, obviously everyone is shook. Like everyone is like, how could he do this? Like he's just lucky to be with her. But this is actually it's not surprising. It's kind of a, um, it's something that happens when you date down. And what I mean by date down is like, obviously everyone, you know, in an ideal relationship, like you both feel like you're lucky to have each other. Um, but when it's a relationship where like people are looking at the couple and being like, wow, she really settled. Um, the man, sometimes the man is like really appreciative and grateful and like, it's a great relationship, whatever. But sometimes there's a certain type of man where they, they start to think like, wow, I must be hot shit if she's dating me or like she must have low self-esteem if she's dating me or she's with me because men aren't stupid. Like they're not blind. They can see the attractiveness disparity. They can see the success disparity, like whatever it may be. And so they start to think like they're better than they actually are. They start to think they're hot shit. They start to think they can like get away with more. Um, And a lot of the time they're right, as fucked up as that is to say. Um, And I also think something that's not talked about that much is like for these men, like for Emily Ratajkowski's husband, like just being Emily Ratajkowski's husband gives him clout. Like it gives him social capital. Like when he and, you know, he's been out like cheating on her, like at nightclubs and he's like 40 years old, 35 years old. It's like at nightclubs in Brooklyn, like literally making out with girls at the dance floor. Like, okay, like you have a baby. But, like, he's doing that because he can. And he's, like, he's kind of a random dude. Like, yeah, he was, like, he's, like, maybe he's a producer credit on, like, Uncut Gems. But, like, mostly nobody had really heard of him before she was with him. And so, like, he's out doing this stuff because people are, like, oh, that's Emily Ratajkowski's husband. And, like, literally just by nature of being with her, he he does have clout. Like, he does suddenly have, like, social capital that he didn't have before. Um, and I don't say any of this to blame her. Obviously, like, he's a piece of shit and shouldn't have done that. But all this just to say this phenomenon of like men cheating on their much hotter, much more successful wives. I am never surprised when I read that headline. Um, I don't love it. I think it's horrible and it's a bad thing, but I'm never surprised. Because when you settle, the guy knows you're settling with him. When you are dating down, the guy knows you're dating down. And it tells him, whether it's true or not, it tells him something about you. Like it makes him believe consciously or subconsciously that either you must not value yourself very much or that he must be way hotter shit than he actually is. And so then they start to like act out. They start to cheat. They start to do this or that. 
obviously very depressing, but like a very brutal truth that I think is perfect fodder for this podcast. So, all right, let's get into a couple of the topics I want to talk about today. Um, the first topic is if you hate men, don't date men. Um, and what I mean by that is like, if you are bitter, like if you are angry and if you find yourself saying like, oh, men are trash, like every 30 seconds, like if you find yourself thinking or saying that there are no good men out there, if you find yourself thinking or saying that you hate all men, all men are dogs, like any of that stuff, um, but if you deep down, like you do actually, like you're attracted to men and you eventually want to meet like a nice man to have a healthy relationship with, um, I have news for you, which is that when you act this way, you think this way, you talk this way, you are repelling the good ones. So not just the bad ones. Like when you insist that all men are trash, men pick up on that vibe. Like they're not stupid. Um, and if you're saying it out loud, all the better. It's, it's like nothing is more mysterious to me than when women like go out and like frown and like pout in the corner and like they're on their phone the whole time or like any guy that approaches them they're like shutting down immediately angrily like oh he had the audacity to come up to me and it's like okay yeah like they're gonna try you know like give it a second like give it a chance you can't blame them for trying um, or like women will go on dates and they're like combative and negative and they complain the whole time they like look for the worst in everyone they like deliberately bring up like super controversial topics to like challenge the guy and like see where he stands and it's like of course it's important to like assess where someone stands on like critical issues but if you go into dating with like a combative or negative attitude that is emanating from you like don't be delusional everyone can feel it you can you can feel when someone has a negative attitude you can feel when someone is like bitter and angry and fed up um, cause I felt it from men on dates. Like I felt it from men who are sick of women. It's the same thing. Like when you're like angry and you insist there are like no good men out there and all men are trash, blah, blah, blah. It's the same as when you meet one of those guys who like, who literally thinks that every woman is a gold, you know, he makes like 50 K and he's like, every woman's a gold digger. Like they're after my cash. Like what cash? Like that's the same vibe that you're giving off basically when you're like, oh men are trash. Like keep it to yourself. Try to at least project a positive attitude and if you can't do that, like if you've reached the point with dating or like with life where you're just assuming negative intent out of every single man that you come into contact with, it is time to take a break. Like it's time to have a little spiritual reset, have an attitude adjustment, because like when you're feeling negative, you're only going to see the bad in people. And when you tell yourself that all men are trash, you are going to look for ways to prove that theory, whether you're doing it subconsciously or whether you're doing it consciously, you're looking for ways to prove yourself right. And the other piece of this is like, on some level, like dating is a game, not like playing games, but it's like, it is a game. Like it is a dance. Like if you're not ready to like play the game, like don't be dating. Like if you're not ready to like be approached by guys at bars and like, like if that makes you angry for some reason, like if you can't even handle like someone trying, like don't participate. Like you don't need to be doing that if you're unhappy, if that makes you, if it makes you so crazy that like a guy would have the audacity to approach you if he's not like, you know, fucking six, five, he's not Jason Momoa. Like you need to relax. The other thing that people seem to get like irrationally angry about is like guys like guys like propositioning them on dating apps or like coming to them with low effort offers. They waste so much time and energy like being angry, like so much time and energy on like when a guy will be like, you know, like you'll be on a hinge or you'll be on whatever, like Tinder and a guy will be like, oh, like what are you doing tonight? Like want to come over and watch a movie? And it's like 
don't even waste time getting angry about that. Like that's low effort, that's low value. Literally block, delete, move on. Like there's absolutely no point in you literally getting so worked up over this and you need to like craft the perfect reply and like you're gonna teach him a lesson. It's like no, no, unmatch, delete, block, move on. Like there's no reason to be putting energy into this. And like for men that is part of the game. Like part of the dating game for them is like some guys are just out to hook up and so they're gonna try it. And for every 10 women that like don't like that message, there's one that might respond and might come over. So you can't hate them for playing the game. Like you can't hate them for trying. You just need to determine what's good for you, what works for you, what you're willing to do or not do, and then behave accordingly. And the answer is never call them out, yell at them, teach them a lesson. They literally don't care. And I'll say this on every episode till the day I die. Men do not care about your lame call out text. They are not learning a lesson. You are not teaching them anything. They're not going to go to therapy. They are going to do what they want to do. And if he's someone who is sending random strangers like requests to come to his home or like asking to hang out the same day or like whatever it is that's pissing you off so much that you need to like teach him a lesson call him out he's not going to change anyway so you need to accept it stop wasting your energy stop getting so worked up and so angry and like again if you hate men don't date men like if you can't just like just put it behind you when someone sends you something online or on a dating app that you don't like or someone approaches you in a bar that you're not attracted to like if you're if you literally don't have like the mental and spiritual fortitude to just say like oh no thanks but next then like you are not in a position to be dating to begin with like you need to you need to calm down another topic we need to talk about today is i i'm calling it the importance of shutting the hell up um otherwise known as why like just communicate and like just be vulnerable is like terrible advice for early dating um what i mean by this is don't ever ask a man like are you a good guy or like are you a fuck boy and like never tell them like i think you're a fuck boy or like oh i'm worried you're an asshole or like whatever never tell them what you're looking for never ask them what they're looking for um and that's because it's a completely fruitless exercise and so many women are like well i always ask a man what he's looking for right up front um, and it's like, have you heard of lying? Like, have you heard of people not telling the truth? Like, cause, okay. When you say to a man, what are you looking for? They are hearing, what are you looking for with me? And if you guys haven't known each other for that long, that's a loaded question because you can't possibly know what you want with someone before you've even gotten to know them at all. So it's like, even if he's a good egg and it could have gone somewhere more serious, he's naturally going to be freaked out by that question. If you've been on like one or two dates and you're like, Oh, what are you looking for? Like that is that could scare someone away who like otherwise would be into you, um, and the bad eggs like the assholes they are just gonna lie. Um, and like I have to laugh when women are like, "Oh, he said he was looking for something serious, and then he ghosted me," and it's because it's like, yeah, like what was he gonna say? Like I'm I'm looking to take you on you know three dates until you sleep with me, and then slowly take longer and longer to reply to your texts as I repeat this cycle with as many women as possible at once. Like no, like he's not, he's not gonna admit that because then that plan would never come to fruition. Like, so he's going to lie. And it's like, get used to it, baby. Like, stop being shocked that men will lie to get laid. Like, it just, it kills me when women are like, he indicated on Bumble that he was looking for something serious. It's like, yes, because he knows that that's what women want to hear. It's like, grow up. Like, you have to stop assuming that people are telling the truth that other people have your best interests at heart. It's not up to other people, especially men who want to sleep with you, to look out for your best interests. It's up to you to look out for your best interests. And what that means is shutting the hell up so that you can pay attention like shutting the hell up basically allows you to see over time who's legit and who is not. It lets you kind of like smoke people out, right? So like 
And also, oh, don't ever tell men that other men have treated you badly. Um, that includes like your father, your ex-boyfriends, your ex-husbands, if that applies. Like if you've just started seeing or talking to a guy, it is truly, honest to God, none of his business how other men have treated you in the past. Like don't say things like, like if he literally brings you like a $5 bouquet from the grocery store, like that's so sweet. And like say thank you and be gracious, of course, because that's a nice gesture. But you don't need to say something like this is the nicest thing that anyone's ever done for me. And that's just because, like, men take cues from you on how they should treat you. Other people, everybody does that. It's human nature, basically, to, like, expend as little energy as possible to get whatever it is you want from someone. So if he knows you have a low bar for how you expect to be treated, then he's not going to really go above and beyond that bar if he knows that he can just meet the low bar and still have access to you. Um, so you don't need to tell anyone you're dating that like other men have treated you badly or that like him buying you a $5 coffee is the nicest thing anyone's ever done for you. Like there's absolutely no reason to do that. It just sets a bad precedent. Um, and it makes you seem like damaged goods, honestly. Um, not that it's not okay to be damaged goods or not that it's not okay to have baggage, but like basically you should act like everyone you've ever dated or ever interacted with has treated you like a princess and this guy should treat you the same way because why would you want to be treated less? I don't think you would want to. Um, but yeah, the, basically shutting the hell up in conclusion, like it allows you to see through someone's actions if they're legit or not. It allows you to see like, are they doing what they say they're going to do? Like if I am waiting a while before I hook up with them, like are they still consistently making plans and wanting to see me? Or are they kind of dropping off the face of the earth because I didn't sleep with them after the third date? Like it allows you to see what's going on a lot more clearly. When you communicate too much, it's like, you're kind of giving them like the blueprint for like, okay, like if they're a good person, it's not going to make a difference, but like not everyone's a good person. And like, especially in very like cutthroat dating markets, it's important to kind of keep, you know, keep it between the ears at first and see if they're going to be, you know, a good person in your life or if they're someone that wants to like manipulate you or use you. This isn't to be negative or jaded. It's just to say like, you know, keep an eye out. And the last topic that I really want to talk about today is mercy dates. Um, so what is a mercy date? A mercy date is a date that a guy asks you on for one of two reasons. Um, the first reason is you asked him and he's accepting because he wants to be polite um, or because he feels bad and guilty or because he thinks he might get sex out of it, even if he isn't super interested in you romantically. That's one kind of mercy date. Another, and many of you will be like, I don't think guys like would just accept a date to like, if he didn't like me. And it's like, mm, yeah, he would. Mm, he absolutely would. And like, I've heard this from men. I have heard this from plenty of people. A lot of guys will like, they'll say yes if you ask them, but they're not doing it because they're like wildly super interested in you. If they were wildly super interested in you, you wouldn't have had to ask them on the mercy date. Like they would have already asked you out. Occasionally it lines up where like they really are super interested and they were going to ask you out anyway. And it's not a mercy date, but like nine times out of 10, when you're asking a guy out, it's a mercy date. Second type of mercy date is you hinted so aggressively <laughs> at wanting to go on a date with them or hang out or go to something or do whatever. You hinted so aggressively through your like texts or what you said to them like when you saw them or whatever that he caves and he asks you on the mercy date like he like 
you think you're like, oh, I love um, French food. And like, I just walked past this restaurant. It looks so cute. Like, no one is an idiot. Like, he's not an idiot. They're, they're, again, men are not stupid. They know what they're doing. They know what you're doing. So when you're hinting so aggressively, sometimes they do cave and they ask you on a mercy date. Um, and then you become delusional because you think to yourself, like, oh, my God, see, like, he asked me. He asked me out. It's not it, it's he initiated. And it's like, no, you're still being delusional. Now let's get into some questions. Question number one, what does a guy mean when he says, I'm not ready for a relationship at the moment? What would you do? We've been talking for two months and I've met this guy twice. He said that I'm not ready for a relationship at the moment, but I would be happy to talk and see you as friends. I asked him if he's still up to hang out again. When I had initially asked him what he's looking for, he said it doesn't need to be a relationship, but someone who I can connect with. I think he might've gotten scared that things were going in a more serious direction. What would you do? Okay, no, like when a guy says I'm not ready for a relationship at the moment or I'm not ready for a relationship or any anything like that, he means he is not interested in a relationship with you. Um, also, the fact that you've been talking for two months and you've only met him twice, like what? that's just sounds like a tremendous waste of time. Like I, what could you be talking about for two months if you've only met in person twice? It just sounds like a texting, like pen pal relationship. Um and when you, again, it's like asking a guy what he's looking for, he's he's purposefully vague, quote unquote, like it doesn't need to be a relationship, but someone I can connect with. Like, what does that even mean? And he's not scared. Like, he oh, he might have gotten scared that things were going in a serious direction. Like, no, he's not scared. He's not interested in you. He doesn't want to be in a relationship with you. He, the guys will not be afraid of things going in a serious direction if it's a girl that they're actually interested in. So don't delude yourself. I would just move on immediately. I would stop asking him to hang out. When guys say I'm not ready about anything in any way, it's not a cue for you to then wait around until they're ready. That applies to like, it applies to a lot of things, but most of the time it applies to being in a relationship with you, making things official with you, getting engaged to you, marrying you. Obviously there are exceptions. Obviously there are nuances to every situation. But in general, if you just keep hearing, like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, like, at a certain point, you need to realize that, like, they may never be ready. Okay, question number two. How do I approach the situation while being respectful? I've been seeing a guy for almost three months now. We began seeing each other casually, but we came we became exclusive a few weeks ago. I really like him, and I enjoy my time whenever I'm with him. We see each other pretty often, two to three times a week, and we do text or call each other most days. However, there are days when I don't hear from him at all, and I'm not too sure what to think of it. I don't want to project any insecurities onto him, um, and I respect it if he wants a day to himself, etc. But there are times where I want to hear about his day, or I want to tell him about mine, but I don't feel comfortable doing so because I don't want to cut into his time if that's what he wants. I guess I just want to know if that's what it is, or if spending time with me is too much. It also seems like he's not one to tell me how he feels about me or about us often at all and seems indifferent about seeing me. In other words, it isn't obvious to me that he wants to see me or be with me. Is there any advice in approaching this while also being respectful of his preference to not text some days? I think I just want to know what to expect and not go down the maybe he's with someone else or doesn't like me route. Uh, I'd go down those routes. I mean, <laughs> I think you put it perfectly. It isn't obvious to me that he wants to see me or be with me. And it's like, do you really want to spend any more time on someone whose behavior makes you feel that way? Like, it honestly couldn't be me. Like, I feel like people can waste years of their lives, like, feeling this way and, like, dating guys like this when it's, like, 
the ugly truth is that they they like you enough to hang out they like you enough to like talk to you sometimes they like you enough to see you like at their leisure but like they don't like you enough to do those things all the time because they're they're not super into you like they're kind of into you but they're not crazy about you and like I don't know about y'all but like I want to be with someone who's crazy about me I'm crazy about them like I don't think you're being needy I don't think you're being insecure like if you guys aren't exclusive I would just start going on dates with other people like immediately and just put this person on the back burner because I, I feel like a lot of women are willing to settle for guys who make them feel this way the way that you're describing where like they like don't care if you live or die basically <laughs> because they women like don't believe or know that there's number one that there are guys out there who would want to talk to you every day and wouldn't make you feel this way um, but number two that it, like it's actually happier and less stressful to be single than to be in this kind of situation like for me at least like it is happier and less stressful to have no one in my life whose behavior makes me feel insecure or needy than to have them in my life and to feel that way um, and I know people are obsessed with saying like, just communicate, like, like I guarantee if you communicated with him about this and you asked for more from him, like more texting or more seeing each other or whatever, like he would either like give you some kind of like vague bullshit excuse about like why he can't communicate better or, or he'll apologize and he'll change his behavior temporarily, but eventually he'll go back to his old ways and like, you'll still end up feeling like this down the road. I think like sometimes you need to accept like men do what they want to do. Um, they might change temporarily if you ask them to, but ultimately how they behave left to their own devices will show you very clearly how they feel about you. Um, so sorry. Okay. One more question. I'm new to the dating apps after being in a relationship for three years. I was wondering why some men immediately want to take the conversation off the app by giving you their number. What is the advantage of this? It kind of creeps me out when they ask for my number too quickly. Um, well, this could go either way. I mean, some of them are literally just collecting numbers so that they can copy and paste the same. <laughs> Actually, I got one of these a couple of weeks ago. It was like, I went on one date with this guy um, from one of the dating apps and then like the following Friday night he sent me a text that was like hey you like are you up to anything good tonight like something that was obviously like copied and pasted to like a ton of women um, and so some guys are just like collecting numbers to like send you texts that they could literally send to anyone and the reason they don't do it through the app is because some people don't have notifications on for the app whereas usually if you are receiving texts you're receiving notifications so they just want easier access to you to try to shoot their shot with like a spray and pray strategy for last minute dates last minute hangouts last minute hookups last minute messages um, so that's what some people are asking for your number for right away um, other guys are asking for your number right away because they just want to kind of get down to business and like ask you out. So I think, you know, if you are really opposed to like giving people your phone number for like safety reasons or you're, you just don't want to give out your number, um, it's fine to like use a Google voice number or like get a dating phone, like whatever it is that you feel like you have to do or just say like, no, thank you. I don't give out my phone number to anyone before we've actually met in person and like add a smiley face. Like no need to be combative, no need to like be like I would never give my number to someone I haven't met again like fucking relax you can say like hey I actually just tend not to give my number out to anyone that I haven't actually met in person yet like hope you understand hope that's okay and then like throw in a little smiley face or something like that one more question did we lose momentum I met a great guy in Hinge about three weeks ago. We had three amazing dates in the first two weeks and then between his work schedule and my going out of town we haven't seen each other in a couple of weeks. 
We were texting a few times a day the last couple of weeks, and now my overthinking self is afraid that we've lost any momentum that we had, and he's losing interest. I'm not sure if I should just ask him to do something next week or to wait for him to suggest it. Any advice is appreciated. Like, the fact that you even had time to go on three dates in two weeks with someone just seems a little wild to me. And the fact that you are obsessing this much over someone that you've met three times also seems a little wild to me. And like, hear me out because I know that everyone like goes in the apps and like they meet someone and they finally click and they want to hang out with them as much as possible. I just think it's better to like pace it a little bit. Like ideally you should be talking to and going on dates with a ton of different people, meeting a lot of different people, going out in person, like participating in activities that you enjoy so that you don't get into this situation where again, someone that you have literally hung out with three times, like you're worried or overthinking or you're like, what's going on with them? Like, why haven't we told you? Like you should be so busy doing other things, going on other dates, like doing activities, like working maybe, like doing stuff that you enjoy that you're not feeling this way. Um, and obviously like we all get a little bit crazy and in our own heads sometimes, but I just, I think it's better to like pace things out, um, and to set up your life and your schedule such that like you can't get into these situations where like you have emotionally like masturbated it to be this like more serious thing than it actually is. Um, it probably has like, it, it probably like started off really hot. Like they say, like, you know, the candle that burns twice as bright, um, half as long whatever the phrase is like it probably was like the three dates in two weeks thing like he saw a lot of you now he's like chewing on it he's trying to decide how he feels I would like lean back I would go on some other dates I would give it some time and if he still wants to see you again he'll reach out but like you can't if it were to be losing momentum like you can't let yourself be freaked out about that like the only answer when you feel something losing momentum or you feel someone losing interest is to continue to stay positive to continue to go out and continue to meet other people because the best chance at meeting someone that's going to be for you in the long run is to meet as many people as possible so i wouldn't obsess over this any further i think it's it's just unhealthy to be to be this invested in someone you've met three times how to stay positive when you have nine weddings in one year, you're in three of them, and you have no plus one. Feels like everyone else is getting married, getting engaged in a couple, etc. and I'm still single. How to maintain a positive attitude. This one's tough. I mean, obviously, it can be like, it can like weigh on you a little bit when you're like going to these events and you don't have a plus one and you feel like you're the only single one. Like that obviously gets tough. And like as you get older, it's only going to get tougher because like more people pair off. And like statistically, that's just like how it works out. But I think I would try to focus on other people rather than yourself. So like I, you know, I myself am in a similar situation, like tons of weddings. Like, you know, I'm in, I'm in a lot of the weddings and like, I really just try to focus on like how happy and excited I am for my friends. Like I feel like there's so much complaining that goes on around the wedding industry and obviously like a lot of the stuff that now goes into a wedding. Like my parents who like got married in the 80s are like how are there 87 events leading up to every single wedding that you go to and are in and I'm like I know like it does get a little bit crazy and I get it. But at the same time it's like this is like the most exciting moment in probably one of your best friends like lives. Um, they're really excited about it and like I would feel honored that they include me like I love every time I'm asked to like come to a bachelorette or like be in a bridal party and like maybe that'll change and maybe I will just get super sick of it and like hate everyone eventually but I feel like try to stay positive try to stay focused on the fact that like you're being there for your friend like you're playing a role in their special day like I would try to feel like honored that they're including you rather than just like bitter and angry that you don't have anyone to bring Um, I know it's easy to feel that way and easier said than done but try to focus on like 
gratitude for what you do have uh, rather than like what you don't. Because there are plenty of people that just like straight up don't get invited to weddings, like don't have a lot of weddings to go to, like aren't asked to be in wedding parties. And like, there's nothing wrong with that either. But I think like if you are being asked to do those things, like try to view it as like, hey, I'm so lucky to have so many good friends in my life who want to include me in this day. Okay, that's honestly all we have time for because I don't think anyone wants to hear me talk for longer than, you know, 30 minutes. Um, But tune in next week. We're going back to having guests. um, And I'm very excited for you guys to hear what our next guest has to say. I think you'll get a kick out of it. Um, Don't forget to write in your questions um, to podcastbrutal at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at brutalpod. Um, And with that, enjoy the rest of your Saturday. 